0: And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you. Thank them. Now enjoy
1: the show. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sipped I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing: that we all started by a mouse. Did
2: we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines.
1: There's a touch of madness around here.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. Tonight, I am joined by three of my brothers and I am so excited to see them. Mike. Dave and Jay. Jay, how you doing, buddy? Long time no see.
0: Yeah, I was uh, tied up the last couple weeks. I don't even know the last time we did a show um, that I was on. I have been very busy. Uh, it was even more busier today. You know, I listen, I had to put a gener- or, uh, an alternator in my car. I had nothing with issues. Nothing but issues. But I got to tell you this. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. All right. So I, I give this guy a call. Right, Mike? I'm like, yo, man, you got time for a FaceTime quick. So I'm out there in the rain, under my hood, FaceTiming Mike. And I'm like, what is going on with this? And he's telling me that, hey, you need to get this wrench in there. You got to really, because I I wouldn't buy a new tool. And anyways, uh, so when we ever say, or when Mike says, I know a guy, there's some merit to that. I'm just letting you know. All right. So it was a very busy day. I've been very busy with the family. and uh, But I am very excited to be here tonight. And um, look, we got, we got some great company tonight. And uh, let's do this.
2: Yeah, man, he's helped me more, more than once with car issues. The only time I ever questioned him, dude, was I was getting water in my old car in one of the taillights. And I called him and I go, Mike, what do I do? And he goes, take a drill and drill a hole in your taillight. And I'm like, ah, you almost got me. He's like, no, seriously, get a small drill bit and just drill. it really slowly drill a tiny hole at the bottom. And that way the water can seep out, like I guess the gasket or like whatever they call it is, it went or whatever. But yeah, he saved me there because it worked and I <laughs> ended up keeping that same taillight for uh, for like another year. So it worked pretty well. So, uh,
3: nice. Well, speaking of the man of the hour, uh, the our, our, our pro down there, Mike, what's up, man? I'm, I'm very happy that I was able to help out my, you know, my guys, my buddy uh, Jason over there. Uh, it, it's always nice. That's why I take the supervisory role now. You know, I've given up. I've kind of put my wrenches on the rack, and uh, it's nice to be able to help somebody from afar. You know, it's one of those good things you can do. Uh, one of the great things that I got to do today was I got to go up in my attic and take down my suitcases because I'm leaving in two days. I mean, you know, can you see the, the, the grin, the ear-to-ear grin? Because <laughs> yes. I'm going to be down in sunny Florida soon, and I have two more days of work, and then... Mm-hmm. Like the song says, I'm leaving on a jet plane. I'm headed down to Florida. So uh, the girls are excited. I'm really excited. And uh, I get to see a lot of my Disney family. I've been texting everybody and making plans. And uh, it's just about time. I mean, it's I would say hours away. We could, we could go with hours away. Once we get sure. under, under two and three days, we can count the hours, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Dude, 100%. Mm-hmm. If your house looked anything like mine for every every vacation, there's just stuff laying everywhere by now. Um, I fig- I figure you're a little more organized than I am, though. Not really.
3: Just, 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 just in looks. Just, uh, It's all smoke and mirrors.
2: <laughs> well, talking about somebody who's organized, uh, somebody who worked today, and uh, talking about that glow, that Florida glow. You got
4: that tan going on, brother? What's, I have.
2: Yeah, what's going on, Dave?
4: Yeah, I've been out in the sun. It's been, we were at like 93 degrees today. It was hot. I was walking through Animal Kingdom and got caught in just that oppressive heat that, it, that we know and love in that location. And um, it was wonderful.
2: Do you think Animal Kingdom is hotter than World Showcase and Epcot?
4: Oh.
2: I don't know. There's something about World Showcase, man. Know. There's not a lot of shade over there.
4: He, I, um, my standard one that I, I I just don't understand how it's as hot as it always is. Can is I guess Andy's, first? Uh, you already back
2: out. I was just about to say, dude. Over in Toy Story, I'm, it is and, Crazy
4: andy's backyard i don't know why and i understand that she was a single mother of two and she maybe didn't have much time but andy's mom needed to figure out how to plant a tree
2: she need to put a bush in that or backyard. something dude. like
4: anything I, I don't need a full hedge but something would have been better than nothing like
2: do you remember slinky before they even put up like, the awnings like there for oh, it was a while
4: disgusting those umbrellas that yep. they now have because before that there was people just like dying on the side of the the waiting in line yep. it was ridiculous
2: yeah man I, so i was thinking about something before we jump in topic we had a great topic tonight um would you all ever live in a house that was completely automated like everything completely completely done by ai yes see yes. I, I I, well the reason i thought about this well we were getting ready to record i went downstairs you know get a drink and like the vacuum's running and I just tell Alexa what to do with the lights and it, you know, everything can be done on the phone. And I started thinking, I'm like, what if this could be for everything? Like the laundry's done and I need to fold some clothes. No, no, no. I don't have to. They just appear in my closet, done by a robot. Would you be down for that?
3: Yes. That sounds yes. vaguely familiar, like the end of the uh spaceship earth ride.
4: Um I'm sitting here going. My name is Dave, and uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey has taught me not to rely on that. Okay, like.
2: Well, also too, you have to be careful because there was one time this happened, and um, the automation the automation ended up falling in love with the wife. Mm. And and, yep. and taking out the entire family just to be with the wife, and I had this brilliant uh, English accent, a British yep. accent. The automation did, yep. um, yeah, it did. But I tell you what, it was a great life until then. Like you know, yeah. the only thing is, it makes you drink because you don't have anything else to do. Because you know, everything's right. cleaned and taken care of. So yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, now that I'm getting <laughs> stares from across the board, let's uh, let's dive into this, guys. We started talking about what we were uh, what we wanted to do as a topic tonight, <laughs> and there was a very interesting conversation in the fact that. This is something that maybe not a lot of people take as a huge thing you can find in many of the Disney parks. Um, And that is statues. Uh, Statues serve as the backdrop for many of our photos. They also help tell the story. And so tonight we're going to dive in and we're going to do our top seven Uh, statues around the Walt Disney World property. Let's go ahead and dive straight in to number seven. Um, Dave, this is one you threw out there, and it's a great one. And I can't believe it it didn't cross my radar. And that's the Cinderella statue and fountain there in Fantasyland.
4: A a beautiful statue um, as part of her fountain sitting there. And um, there's actually some really great elements to it where um, if if you get down low enough as an adult, um, this is quite a difficult task for Jay um, and Justin. It, you don't need to do anything to adjust your height, but I got um, step tools to actually see it to, to see mm, what you're talking about. There, so. you um, but they've actually like there's some design elements that you see. Um, the way she is holding um the slipper mm-hmm. um actually is adjusted so that when a child looks at it it um, the proportions and all of that are exactly right uh, there's something weird about it i can't remember without being in front of it but um but yeah there's um they've like done that intentionally for a design element for the kids to be looking at it
2: do you remember so- back when we had
4: fireworks yes Would i'm have- aware that they existed did you
0: ever watch fireworks from back there jay i did Oh, yeah, I wasn't a fan back there.
2: Yeah. You kind of miss yeah, the crowd,
0: uh, though. But I, well, you do, you do, and you get that nice, wet, clean you know, <laughs> fantasy line back there. Hey, listen, <laughs> I want to touch on that. Uh, Dave, you actually showed that to me on a, um, a VIP tour that we did, and that was getting at the ground level and the the crown
4: that's right i just googled it and i was like i know that there's something there yes when you're at the kid level uh the crown that is in the back display of it in the um against the wall uh then looks like it's sitting on top of her head that's yes. what it was,
0: it was it's uh, it's an incredible piece and it's, it's a great accent to fantasy land
2: doesn't that yeah. say though like the genius of the imagineers yeah, in the that fact that they're
0: all very short I mean, do well, we ever take that in consideration? They do say that no. the smartest,
2: best-looking people are very tiny. So you know, it's. <laughs> I've never heard that said. Emma. Oh no, no, no. That's yeah. We have it on our wall as you enter our house. Um, it's uh, it's a staple in this house. We say it daily. That's our our daily affirmate words of affirmation. Is that every morning, Riley and I say it together. The smartest and the best-looking people are short. You know, and then we send her off to school, and I start my day. Um, Mike, you ever taken
3: in this uh, this fountain back there in, in Fantasy? As we were talking about the list, that was the one that completely slipped my mind, and I I obviously have taken notice of it. I've seen it before, but it was just one of the ones that just I completely forgot about. You know, a lot of the ones we're going to talk about on this list uh, bring a lot of fond memories, but this is one that I really, I'm glad Dave brought it up, because I kind of forgot about it.
2: How much money do you think they collect in coins out of Disney fountains throughout the year? Go ahead, Dave, do you know this one?
4: Uh, I don't know, but what I do know is that any money that is thrown into any of the fountains, any of the waterways, uh, is actually all donated uh, to causes based on uh, with regard to where it is thrown. So Magic Kingdom uh, goes to um, a number of the uh, uh, children-based charities like mm, Give, kids, Give the kids the World, world and yeah. things like things like that. Um, anything uh, done in uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom goes to the Disney Wildlife Conservation Fund. Uh, they actually donate all the money. So,
2: Epcot is liver replacements. For, yeah, for I
4: believe. For, so, okay, yes.
0: Okay. And and the Night Guard really drives a Ferrari because he's paid heavily. Really? Okay.
2: I love it. I love it. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great fountain man. It's one of those that kind of kind of sneaks by if you're not in Disney quite a bit or if you don't know it's back there. Um, a lot of people don't take that walkway, you know, as as they go back through. And so, if you go take that walkway, you can't miss it coming up the left side of uh, Cinderella's Castle, and, and you pass right by it as you come into Fantasyland. It's a great addition to that area, that's for sure. Uh, Mike, why don't you take us to number six, buddy? This was uh, one that you threw on the list. You and I, uh, once again, one that skipped my mind a little
3: bit. You know, it was one that I, it's, it's a statue that I haven't really taken a lot of notice since my last Disney trip, and it's brought a lot of fun, really cool pictures to me because I've seen a lot of people using this statue as a like a birth announcement, and I never really saw it as that before till we saw it a lot in our Facebook group and some of the Disney groups, and that's the Dumbo statue, and uh, you know, having the little baby Dumbo is a great place to put the sonogram pictures or make an announcement, and um, I, I like I said I've never really noticed it before. Obviously, I never had to make a birth announcement at Disney, but what a great job on our disney family doing that posting those pictures and some of the other disney uh sites that i belong to i see them doing that quite a bit and um to me that's that's an important statue because uh, a lot of people have that you know look back memory you know we do a lot of the pictures as the kids get older you know a picture in this spot picture in this spot and as time goes what a great spot to have a picture of your child from you know a little sonogram picture to as they get older in front of that dumbo statue this
2: was kind of a uh, don't know i never pay attention to those statues as i walk through you know what I mean? Like I'm just like I, I guess I always tell people slow down, look around, take it all in. But for some reason the hub and 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 like in front of the castle, i am just like i need to get out of this area. Like, you know, I am I'm, I'm beelining it to either frontier or to, to to tomorrow. And I don't know, man. It is a great one. It completely slipped my mind and it's beautiful. Uh do you so all right, a little bit off topic. When you um like, come in for Mickey's Not-So-Scary or Mickey's Very Merry, right? You take the back walkway in. There's some statues back there as well. And I can't think of what they are at the moment because it's backstage uh, at the time. But next time you're at Mickey's Not-So-Scary, uh, kind of take that in. Um, walk walk backstage back there and, and kind of check sure it out. Are
0: you sure those aren't... Like cardboard cutouts, or the um, like cutouts of wood cutouts, and they're put back there for the specific party. No,
2: these are actual statues, dude. Like, le- they don't have anything to do with the party, they're like okay. legit statues. I mean, I've walked it a couple of
0: times, I don't, it's not ringing a bell. Like, no, yeah,
2: there, there's a few of them back there. I think they used to be actually located, and I may be completely, I may have dreamt this one day, and, and I've hit my head a few times, and I forget. Okay. I think there would. they used to be located back in the smoking uh, section back where Tron's being built. That back walkway back there okay. from like if you go from uh, the barnstormer to like space. You know what I'm talking about? There used to be mm-hmm. that walkway back there. The candy trail. Yeah, the candy trail. Exactly. I mm-hmm. swear, dude, they, there used to be some statues back there. I may be wrong, but in my little head, um, I really do think so. Itty bitty head, um, but yeah, dude. This is this is a great, great uh, statue. Do you, Jay, when you walk through there, do you ever stop and take in all these little statues? Or are you kind of like me and
0: no? And I was gonna uh, mention that too. How many of us are complacent with the statues, uh, like hand raised here, right? And and really, it's kind of a shame because once they're taken away, then we're the first ones to start screaming and hollering. Hey, put it back! But you know the thing is, is it's like our decoration. Don't mess mm-hmm. with it. I don't gotta look at, you know, my grandma's china in the in the cabinet every day. But right. I do have comfort that it's there, right? And I have comfort when people come and visit that they want to admire it, and it's there if I want to take a second to look at it. You know, that's how I kind of relate all these statues to to that. You know, they're dude, mine. A, yeah, and and you know, I'll, I'll enjoy them when they're there. But don't don't you ever take them out of my cabinet,
2: dude? That's a great way to look at that. I never thought about that. Yeah, because that is hundred percent what I'm like. I I rarely. There's a few that I do, and we'll get into those because they're mm-hmm. as we move up the list. There's a couple that are just notable enough that they make literally every trip. They make it a, make a part of that. But there's a few of these that are so great, and like when you talk about Dumbo and talk about Cinderella, that I should give that more of a thought to take those pictures in those locations. But I just. I just don't. I hope maybe after this episode I will. Like the next time I'm there, I'll make be like, "I right, cool. I need to go see the Dumbo statue. I Need to take a picture there. I need to, you know, because look, you have the backdrop of Cinderella Castle. Mm-hmm. Tell me that's not an awesome photo, right there. Like Michael's saying, people doing like, you know, birth announcements there with Cinderella Castle in the background and that statue and you know and that moment. So it's a it's a very very cool one. Dave, you're in the parks more than all of us combined. Do these become like, okay. Let's say one of your kids puts a mark on your wall, right? But you live with the mark now for three years, okay? You've seen the mark. You can't get it off your wall, but it becomes part of your day. Like, you just, it's not, it's a second thought. You don't even think about it. Then I come to your house and I go, goo, look at that big mark on your wall. You know what I mean? Is this because you see it every day? You're kind of like, eh, it's just another statue.
4: Um... Yes and no. I think it's very easy to get complacent with them, and particularly if you get the opportunity to see them on a regular basis, they just, they're just they just part of the decor. They're just kind of there. But as you said, like something like this pointing it out and saying, hey, don't forget that's there. You're like, oh, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Jay's point as well, it may not be something that I always look at and always go, oh, I really like that Dumbo statue, but... Try to take it away, and I think there's going to be people with pitchforks and like uh, there's a riot going on at the front gate of Disneyland, at Disney World. If you start doing things like that,
2: it's the first time Jay falls in love with Gaston. They're both in the front, coming from the town, you know, with their fire exactly. And pitchforks. He, he's
4: finally oh, on yeah. his team.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could probably say that'll never happen. <laughs> well, Jay, I tell you what. Uh, moving on to number five, uh, yeah. this comes from one of your favorite places on earth
0: it does and a statue is something for me as well um and and look i want to i want to do a, uh, a a creative um a sidebar here because the tiki statue at the poly is uh one of my favorites and on a personal note, um, about two years ago, uh, when I was halfway done writing Pavel, right, mm-hmm. um, I, I got stuck. Like, I was trying to bring my characters together, and I just—I was getting very stuck. And it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and, you know, my typical in, insomnia night. And I decided to walk through the Poly Lobby, which is any Disney lobby that you get quiet with nobody in is almost like a magical moment. You know what I mean? So, um I I was and, and I just I was looking at the statue and I had such a huge aha moment. I was actually going to bring the statue into the book and um, I was actually going to hide the gift stone inside the statue originally. That was my original thought, and um, then I just kind of circled around that thing for probably like fifteen minutes. I look probably looked like a madman because I was just looking at every square inch of it, and um, I opted not to because um, I. I I don't know. I I just I I wanted to use that in a later in a later part of the series. And but because of that and because of me, you know, circling this this statue, um, I started placing characters around Walt Disney World properties and I started like drawing a map to them. So um, this statue is very notable to me. It's my favorite place in Walt Disney World as far as the Polynesian. And uh it's the tiki. The, I mean the tiki um statue. I mean it, it does it get any more Polynesian than that?
2: So you know you have those moments, um like for me growing up, I've I've talked about this before. Like we didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um and so when we would come we would stay off property. And we would stay in like some of the, you know, not so nice hotels. And then we would drive in and park in the parking lots and walk in. <clears throat> and I would, you know, you would get to these places and you would pass the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian and Bay Lake Tower. And it was always, that's amazing, but I'll never stay there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just a lot not. Of yep. And I'll never forget, we weren't staying there, but my mom booked us a dinner there. And I'll never forget walking up to the front doors in probably the early 1990s and walking through and, you know, the waterfall was there, you know, and and then later having the tiki there and just that whole lobby for me, like, I remember those moments. Mm -hmm. And that's why that, this statue maybe more than most really means a lot to me because like... Bay Lake Tower, or or, or, uh, um, the Contemporary, you really don't have that. You know, you walk in and the monorail kind of serves as it. Um, The Grand Floridian, the same. You don't have, you know, you don't have that the lobby, the huge lobby plays as the part of the backdrop. But this was, as a kid, over-the-top fantasy for me. It was a place I'd never visited and I'd always wanted to. And so that, the the tiki statue for me, um, when I finally was able to stay at the Poly, it's weird, man, like, Katie don't. Katie doesn't get this part of it, but like as a dad, being able to stay there with my kid mm-hmm. finally was like a huge, that's you a know, win, accomplishment as yes. a, as a dad win. You know what yes. I mean? Because that's um, I always wanted to do it as a kid, and I remember walking in that place, uh, you know, in like the in like 2012, uh, first time we ever stayed there, and just like smiling. Like, smiling. Mm -hmm. And then also, that statue kept me a lot of company. When we did the transatlantic cruise, I'm sorry, we did the Panama Canal cruise, we flew from Disneyland back to Walt Disney World, and we stayed at the Poly. And I ordered pizza, and the girls went to the room because it was a long day of travel, right? And so I sat there right by that statue, and our pizza took an hour and a half to be delivered onto Walt Disney World property. So I just sat there at, like, 1030 at night, man, just waiting and waiting and I just kept looking at this statue like talking to it like a lunatic like can you believe this you know like expecting at any point to come to life and talk back so it's a it's it's one of my favorites man it was hard to hard to see it at number five it's definitely one of my favorites um guys Mike does this serve any you've been to the poly I don't think you've stayed at the poly though if I remember right um does this does this serve any you know huge purpose for you or is it just a really cool aspect of of entering the Polynesian
3: it's a really cool aspect. I mean, I've gone to the Poly not to stay as a guest, but only to, you know, go to Trader Sam's or go to one of the, the restaurants that they had there um, to meet Jay in the pool. You know, I mean, so the Poly's got a little bit of a soft spot in my heart because, you know, if it wasn't for meeting Jay at that, you know, that resort that night, we wouldn't be here now, you know. Um, so it definitely has a, a warm place in my heart. I know they sell those statues somewhere. I definitely have to get one of those statues. I had one of the Menahue statues from when we were over in a Yeah. You, you know that story. That kind of got lost. But but, That's a bummer. Um, yeah, so but next time, you know, next trip to Alani I'll pick up one. But I think I know they sell those those statues different places. When I see one, I gotta grab one no matter what. Dave, how often do you make you know what I think?
2: I think the poly was the first time you and I ever met.
4: Quite possibly.
2: I believe no. it was. Lapu Lapu maybe. I think it
4: was. Y- well, yes, but I think we met at the top of the world, but you were might have already been drunk by then. Oh so. yeah, I don't remember that day. That didn't count. Cool. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um later that day, yeah, yeah. we were at, at some point we made it to the poly. Um I mean, usually for me it just means that I'm about to like meet my meet the guests that I'm taking on tour if I'm meeting them there. Right. But I mean, every couple of weeks I'll wind up over at the Poly. And, yeah. I want to give you some
0: – I want to give a sidebar here, Dave, because you don't know this. Oh. That night of the, the cruise, when you came over there, it had Lapu Lapus with us. Oh, yeah. So me, Mike, and Justin, after the fact, I was – because I raved about you, right? You were my Happy tour guide, right? Thanks. And uh, I says, isn't this guy great? And I said, wouldn't it be amazing if we get him on the show? And Justin's like, that would be amazing if we are you kidding me if we could get this guy on our show
4: and, wait it started then yeah
2: can, can you
0: believe <laughs>
4: that that was what two years ago i did i did not know that it only yeah. took a
2: worldwide pandemic to get it done but we right. got it done you but know how, what I mean, how cool is that that we thought about it back
4: then We'd be amazing.
0: subliminally like programming you this right. whole time,
4: a whole time just grooming me. for Venmo and
0: Melanie, I'm telling you, it's it's. Uh,
4: but yeah, that's a true story, but Yeah, it is there true story. Yeah. Now we Funny. were we had all been drinking a lot,
2: but yeah. yes, I will say that. I mean, yeah.
4: that's because no good story ever begins with. So we were sharing a salad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why alcohol <laughs> and, exists. And then Mike,
0: you know, Mike, he's like, I don't know. That dude never shuts up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
4: He was against it from the
0: start, and he's still holding out. Maybe I should have told you that after his trip. <laughs> I don't know. Okay,
2: I love it. Well, I tell you what, the the poly—it's it, a great statue, man. It's one of those. It's you got to take your photo with it if you stay there, and even if you're going for dinner, you know, uh, make sure to take your photo because that's. And I'm so glad they're leaving it, and they didn't change it, um, you know, with the renovations going on over there. So that made me super happy. Um, Dave, why don't you take us to our number four, bud?
4: Um, this is the one that, uh, was actually mentioned, uh, in the, in the last week or so, mm-hmm. and might've even, uh, spurred on this conversation a little bit. Yeah, so this was uh, exactly of, what it was, yeah. Uh, one of our, one of our members of the podcast actually posted a picture of this particular one. Um, I'm scrolling back through to make sure, was it Donnie?
2: Uh, it was remember? either him or Charles. I can't remember.
4: Um, I'm I think literally it was Donnie. scrolling I think- right now. Yeah, I think it was Donnie Herbert. There we go. Um, And it is the, um, we call it the crossroads of the world. Um, And it is the statue that you can find with Mickey Mouse on top of it, uh, located right at the entrance to Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's number three. Uh, what did I do? This is fun, Sorry, though. I thought...
2: Let's just keep going, because this you now you see Dave mess up. Dave's not perfect, see? everybody.
4: See? No, Dave doesn't even claim to be perfect. I thought this was number four on the list. <laughs> I sh- totally should have paid attention when you were reading let's, the list. And oh. That, oh. Go. that was
3: Charles that took that picture.
4: Yeah, here we go. It that was, was Charles. Charles.
2: So here we go. So this will be fun. Uh, let's We'll move that to number four, just to make Dave feel good, and then we'll move, cool. uh, move four to three. So keep going there, Dave.
4: Oh, I now am looking at the list probably and (laughs) excellent so the four in this version of our list um it was charles um and charles took that photo of uh the crossroads of the world and um it's a it's a great statue um uh, based on a a, an original statue from the 1940s in california um uh, that was an iconic part of hollywood and recreated with mickey standing atop it
2: yeah dude it's 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 the perfect... I wish it was bigger. That's my only complaint. I wish Mickey was, like, larger than life on top of there. Because he gets lost. Because everyone's entering the park. Like, if you haven't seen this, walk in Hollywood Studios, take two steps inside, and look straight up. You can't miss it. Um, you, It's such a great um, aspect of, like, really Mickey on top of the world. I mean, he... Look, when you talk about... He is one of the most recognized figures... In the history of this planet. Like, you say Mickey Mouse, people all around the world know who you're talking about. Doesn't matter what corner of the world you go to. And this statue represents that. And I think it's a great representation in Hollywood Studios. I wish it was a little bigger, because it's It's pretty tall, man. This is definitely our tallest statue on the list, by far. Um, it's it's up there a ways. Uh, so it is a fantastic... Anytime you put Mickey anywhere, it's going to make the list, that's for sure. Um, Mike, whenever you enter Hollywood Studios here in a couple days... I want you to take a minute to to appreciate this. Uh, I know you'll be running uh, like a madman to uh, to Galaxy's Edge, but you got to stop, take in Mickey on top of the world there at the crossroads.
4: He's going to be pushing small children out of the way. I can't and wait,
2: just... dude! I can't wait.
4: <laughs> Look at those elbows! Just, I swear he's sharpened his
2: elbows since he's since we've
3: seen him last.
4: he's, he's ready to trip a grandma <laughs> and. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, I, I think that's probably one of the places where I wind up getting my last minute souvenirs because there's a little uh, souvenir stand around there. I think they sell, mm-hmm. there, there, there's a little stand under there, right? They've got the uh, yep. crossroads, hand sanitizer yep. and they got the. Uh, they used to have the uh, uh, some pins there. they got a whole bunch of stuff yep. in that little uh, that little kiosk there. And I think, you know, I wound up doing all my shopping on the way out. Like, oh, I forgot to get this for somebody, I forgot to get that for somebody. And that tends to be my go-to spot. So if you get something from a gift from me, chances are you got it from the Crossroads.
2: Can we admit that Hollywood Studios has the second most convenient shopping area when leaving a park compared to Main Street? Yeah. I mean, by far. Like, it's that's
4: perfect planning.
2: Like, to be able to just hit shop after shop on the way out.
4: Because Animal Kingdoms is all the way back at the Tree of Life. So you're you're walking at the top of that hill, and then you go, oh man, I forgot. And Epcot. You, you've got to get all the way back to Japan to find something cool from the Mitsukoshi There's store, nothing so. in
2: that park right now to buy. It's just like, oh, cool. We're just going to put stuff. I'm surprised they're not hanging stuff from trees, you know, around around the park by now. They have no shops they open anywhere. So it's like, oh, I'm going to Epcot to shop. Really? Do you have an issue? Are you okay? You know what I mean?
4: No, you're not. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a, it's definitely definitely a good one. Um, Jay, you is this one that that makes your list of things? No, not really. No, not at all. Really? Is know. it just because no. it's you're tall? You would think you would appreciate tall things. <laughs> um
0: yeah, I just uh, you know, I'm still looking down at Mickey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. Here here I think here's why is uh, as you're coming in I first immediately drawn to the front How is the crowd i immediately survey the crowds up in front you know yeah. what i mean towards you know to uh, which the mickey's run away uh, and then i usually got the kids with me so then my eyes are down so i mean they're always in my sight i'm rarely looking up man the only time i'm really looking up is uh if i've got a hand or if i'm touching one of the boys and the other one is with mom we still do a stroller yeah Yeah, that would never fly with me, dude. That would be like 220 pounds of...
2: At at eight years old, we still do a stroller. I asked her because we were meeting up with some of her friends from school. And I was Uh like, dude, do you still want to do a stroller? And she's like, yeah.
1: And I was (laughs) like,
2: you're not like embarrassed? She's like, why would I be? She's like, I'm not going to be tired at the end of the day, and they will be. <laughs> it's like, well, whatever. I mean, it she's carries a- our drinks and carries our stuff. So yeah, I mean, she's we'll, a beast, man. I love it. We'll keep rocking the stroller as long as she uh, as long as she wants to. I mean, it is what it is. So uh, We meet up here though. My boys will push the stroller. It'll be a win win, man. It's win win for me because yeah, then absolutely. I can yeah I can I, you can hold my hand, not lose me in the crowd. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, this this is an absolutely great one. Let's, uh, let's let us uh let us let Dave bring himself back uh, to glory here. Uh, Dave, take us to number three.
4: Oh, okay. So this one is also in Disney's Hollywood Studios, right? Yes. Yay. Yay. Fantastic. Um, and Another great statue, um, which I feel like a lot of people bypass at the moment, because let's be honest, Mike is not going mm-hmm. to look at this one at all, because when Mike gets even in close proximity to this one, his target vision is going to be locked on the tunnel in front of him and he is not going to glance left into the muppets area uh to see miss piggy with her own fountain and statue there uh at the entrance to muppet vision 3d
0: how did that even stay <laughs> let's be honest i mean really i love it i love that statue you don't like the no, statue? no 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 no. i don't mind a statue but i'm saying that whole muppets oh. thing right there how did that even not? oh it's amazing
2: cut? dude i agree i agree i is it under contract, You, you would That's get my only? rid of a
0: backlot tour, but yet you would keep that nonsense? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it.
2: I love the Muppets. Kevin Kessler somewhere is, is crying that we're He's, even speaking about this. I'll
0: just put it in the notes. Kevin, don't listen to the show.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I am amazed, though. Look, I know. I, I'm going to talk. Uh, Dave, you might not be able to talk during this part, but... I am going to say, I don't think it lasts another 10 years. I think that becomes Star Wars, and they link up Star Tours, and it's all one big happy area for Mike, and Mike will be like dancing where the Muppets were um, for sure. Oh,
3: Star Wars dance party. Yeah, I you know we could always do there was that famous episode in Star Wars Muppets where it was the uh, the you know pigs in space you know and they can do the yeah. uh, you know I'll make this really you never saw that one? Oh, you got to look no. on Disney Plus yeah there was Are a you whole me? Uh, there was a whole thing Pugs oh in space. that's right the movie Muppets in space yes yeah.
2: oh I never saw it yeah oh it's a classic but man. then
4: in in the episodes there were then references and small little bit parts of. Of the Muppet Show had pigs in space, yes. and it was a whole thing. They had to find, really? che- okay. had to
3: find Chewbacca, and uh, Mark Hamill was on the show with t 3 po and R2D2, and uh, obviously Miss Piggy was in love with Mark Hamill, and it was a whole, a whole little thing. It was pigs in space. So you're saying Miss Piggy had a crush on a Disney character? Yes. I'm just saying that's
2: maybe the topic we'll be discussing on Patreon tonight. Not Miss Piggy, mm-hmm. but we're going to talk crushes as we uh, Disney crushes with our, our Patron family tonight. Um, do you this statue? I think is the most fun statue on the list by far. Let's move on to the big two. Okay. There are two, two that look, if the second we said that this topic was, we were talking the best statues in, uh, Walt Disney world. There was two that came to your mind immediately. And, uh, we're going to start with number two. Uh, I'll take it to it. And that is, uh, the Roy and Minnie as you enter magic kingdom, sitting on a bench um, an absolutely just amazing, amazing uh, statue there. Sharing the Magic is the name of the statue. And uh, it was introduced to the Magic Kingdom in October of 1999. I think for someone who did so much, um, talking about Roy Disney, it's so good to see him with a statue in the Magic Kingdom. Because without Roy, we don't have Walt Disney World. I mean, not not in the form it is. I mean, Roy, you know, with Walt's death and then then Roy kind of taking the helm and making sure that the Magic Kingdom opened, he deserves a lot of credit. And it's great to see him there. Also, what a great picture. Are you kidding me? Sitting there and being able to take that picture straight down Main Street with Cinderella Castle in the background. Uh, Dave, I'll go to you first. What does this statue mean to you as being a Disney fan? You grew up on the other side of the world. Uh, you come, now you are with the company. Um, Where does the statue you know, go on this list for you? Right at the right
4: spot? Oh, 100%. There, there's only one other that can possibly go above it, and that's definitely in the right place. But um, as you said, Walt's, uh, sorry, Roy's involvement, Roy's role in Walt Disney World is undeniable um he had announced his retirement and was about to go off and like do his own thing and um and and enjoy his later years and his brother's death completely changed all of that and he had to step from <clears throat> what was often considered a backstage kind of role mm-hmm. um to taking the helm and being that front man and delivering the, uh, opening day address and all of these things that he'd never really done for his entire life. Cause Walt had always been there. And I mean, Roy, he, Roy is one of the few people who has given multiple windows on main street USA to acknowledge his involvement. Like he, he and all of that happens right there, uh, in that, in that area right as you enter the park. And so it's this fitting little tribute to what he did, what he bought to that particular park. And, um, and it's very fitting that his, that his memory is preserved there in that moment.
2: You know what I kind of, I love about this is the fact that he's with Minnie, because when you look at the early cartoons, especially, you know, Minnie goes on to and, and have her own kind of cartoons and roles and stuff like that. But in the original She kind of plays the background character to Mickey, you know, whereas Roy played the background character to Walt and to see them get really front billing when, you know, when you enter the Magic Kingdom, you are entering a story Uh, and to see them have front billing on Main Street, even before you make your way down Main Street and see the other statue. uh, That is an honor. And I think it's a well-deserved honor uh, for, for Roy. That's for sure.
0: I did. Yeah. I um I correlate uh, this is how I feel and and see um this whole this whole picture that you painted. Uh I always kind of have a um like Walt Disney himself is almost a grandfather figure, okay? And Roy and Roy is always going to be Uncle Roy. And there's no denying the fact that when you walk into Magic Kingdom that it is Walt's um mm-hmm. house, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that nod to Roy, knowing that Roy built it, mm-hmm. is, um, the respect is—how uh, can you not just give it even a silent nod, Justin? You know what I mean? Just a, an internal um, thank you. you know, thank you yeah. for creating this incredible place that I have lifelong memories with. I mean, it really brings a, a sense of realism to, um, to the man himself, Roy himself, you know?
2: Well, I think, too, it's, it's a lot like having like, a big brother build you a treehouse. And and you know you you're, it's your treehouse. You know, you picked the paint and and all that, but yeah. but they're the ones that took care of building it for you. You know, it, it's almost it's it's yours, you know. I'm not going to take the credit for it. When you talk about Roy, what an amazing man he was. When you talk about he a lot of times just went on blind faith with his brother. I mean, completely <laughs> Blind faith. Walt Uh had these crazy ideas. He was saying, you know, they, dude, they would make money and then Walt would go, oh, we did great. And the high five, yay, you know. And then Walt would go, let's spend every dime and more on the next project. And Roy's going, huh? And he goes, I think we got, we got to be one step ahead. And Roy goes, okay, let's do it. That's an incredible person. Like, that's a really amazing relationship for two people to have to have that much trust. In your brother of his foresight and his, his genius to be able to take this company to the next level. And so I really hope that people, you know, we talk about this all the time. The four of us would not be sitting here on this screen talking if we weren't huge Disney nerds. Right? I, I, I think I'm going to say 60%, 50% of the people that walk down main street may not even know who that guy is. Sitting on that bench next to Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse. And that's sad because that dude deserves all the credit in the world. But don't uh, you think
0: Disney has a responsibility? I really think Disney could really educate more. And there, there's places they should put to a speaker this. behind him Magil- just
2: going. Roy Disney! Like, just yelling it, Magical screaming Express. out behind him.
0: I mean, how about Magical Express? Introduce these guys, you know? I mean, you can do a 30-second yeah. blip on oh, how dude. important these people are.
2: Roy lived an interesting life, too, man. We'll get into that sometime. But, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he lived a very, very interesting life. When you talk about him and Walt both, but leading up to their success, he uh, he, he went through some trials and tribulations, for sure. So, uh, very, very interesting. Mike, um, talking about walking into this statue, is this a, uh, you know, normally you can find a PhotoPass photographer in this area um do you uh do you stop get a picture sit on the bench take it all in
3: yeah I have quite a few pictures on that bench and quite a few pictures with my girls there and uh, it's an important place to stop and a lot of times like you know typical girls like that I have the first thing they want to do when they come into the park is they got to run to the bathroom so you know they'll go to the bathroom over there towards the left and I'll I'll make sure that even if they're in a rush to kind of go see the park I'll take a moment out to go over to where the bench is and just kind of you know back in my mind say thank you you know just kind of like how we all have those you know little sentimental moments when we're in the park kind of reflect on yourself and uh, that's definitely one that i kind of take that opportunity when i have those few moments by myself to just kind of enjoy the moment and really embrace who he was and you know what he did to help bring us to where we are today
2: yeah 100 um what's it go ahead yeah Yeah.
4: really quickly um uh mike saying that reminded me that it's also uh, a weird statue in that it moves yeah uh depending on the time of year when you visit Uh, That statue can be front and centre right there in the middle of Town Square um, on that little... Roundabout area right there, and you can get that photo uh, straight down Main Street USA. However, during uh, any of our Halloween and Christmas parties and times like that, he does get moved over, and he he and Minnie are sitting right there uh, in front of uh, that Guest Relations, the bathroom, and the mm-hmm. firehouse uh, area located there. So, yeah, it's a it's a, one of our statues that isn't always in a fixed position. That's kind of
2: maybe the maybe the only one.
4: <gasps> I would love for a listener to tell us otherwise. Um, I
2: may be the only one, because I was thinking about that. It does move every Mickey's not scary, Mickey's very merry. Interesting. Mm.
0: When I first started at Disney, it was in front of Tony's, and I would bet a paycheck on it.
2: You have the Goofy statue over there.
0: That's what, okay, Goofy. There we go.
2: Gotcha. He's sitting on the bench over there. He didn't make the mark. No, nope, no, nope. Goofy's he's hanging did. out over there by Tony's, yeah, because he's making a very goofy decision by eating he, there. He, so. gets a,
4: he gets an honorable mention in a few moments.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Mike, uh, lead us into our number one, brother, because this one definitely, I think, is in the correct spot as the number one statue in Walt Disney World property.
3: Yeah, I mean, you can't have this list and not have the partner statue, you know, having Walt and Mickey hand-in-hand by the castle. I mean, listen, uh, speaking of Charles Mary, I have one of the most absolute – Beautiful pictures that I ever have. It's part of it's. It's an amazing part of my Disney collection with the fireworks going off in the background, the castle there, and the partner statue. And uh, that that exemplifies everything that's Disney. You know, it's it's the statue that everybody knows. It's probably aside from the castle, one of the most photographed statues in all of Disney, I'm sure. Uh, and you get a lot of that picture of the castle. You know, in the backdrop with that statue. And um, you know, obviously that's one of those statues. Like I was saying, how I kind of like to, you know, say my little you know thank you when I'm there and that's definitely one of them that I spend a lot of time reflecting and looking at.
4: The importance of partners cannot be understated um, with the Disney company. Uh, I think I've mentioned before that it's actually a terminology that we use to acknowledge uh, an award that is handed out to cast members um, who uh, embody Walt's uh, vision and um, – embrace everything that the company is about um we have a number of our listeners and i think even jay and justin and mike uh have talked about uh acknowledging people that have those uh blue name tags um Mm -hmm. that's actually referred to as the partners award that you receive that then gets you um to that uh location um and well sorry that was one of the original names for it but yes so um but yeah, so it's it's incredible. Um my favorite thing that I like to think about when I get the opportunity to see the partner's statue um is how they got to a point of figuring out how tall Mickey Mouse is. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So um and not everybody knows it, so for those who don't, um it's one of those things that when if you stop and think about it, Mickey Mouse was never really drawn walking next to Walt. It was something mm-hmm. that they had decided they wanted this to look right, but they needed to figure out how tall Mickey Mouse was. And so they actually went back to one of the few times that Mickey Mouse was ever drawn standing next to somebody, and that is when he works up, walks up to the digas uh, in Fantasia and speaks mm-hmm. directly to the, uh, mm-hmm. to the conductor, uh, Stokowski, um and has a conversation with that conductor um that incredible conductor from the 1940s um and so they measured how tall mickey mouse because in that moment mickey's uh, artistic design and all of that was overseen by walt directly so that was walt saying this is how tall mickey mouse is and so they figured out how tall Stokowski was versus how tall Mickey Mouse stood next to him and then figured out how tall Walt was with respect to that and came up with the final uh, numbers to decide the exact proportions of Mickey standing next to Walt, which I think is just that attention to detail that the company is so famous for. Uh, so how tall is he?
2: The statue itself is six feet, five inches no, no. How tall is Mickey? So Mickey, uh, I don't know. That's a that's a that's a that's a good question. Next time,
4: yeah. take your tape measure and try to get up <laughs> on up the statue, Justin, <laughs> Jason. I want to. So I why, wanna see
0: that. why did they go with six foot five for Walt?
2: Well, so it's the total statue is six foot five. So they used that's not that's not Walt's height. That's okay. the total statue with the base and everything. So Walt is two two size, and also um, they used the depiction of Walt from 1954. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason Blaine Gibson did that, Blaine Gibson was the one who who sculpted not only this statue but also sculpted the Roy and Minnie statue as well. The reason he did that was he, you know, Blaine knew Walt, close personal friends, worked together, all that. But he said he looks back throughout his knowledge of Walt and then photos of Walt and kind of went back and forth between two. And he thought 1954 was Walt in his absolute prime, is what he said. That's quotations. He said that. And 1954 was Walt in his absolute prime, and that's the way we wanted to see it. And he said, and whenever I wanted to uh, come up with this statue that showed Walt's vision, you know, he's holding Mickey's hand and he's saying by pointing out, look at what we've done together. Look at what we've built together, Mickey. And that's the idea of the statue. And I think it's just genius.
4: I mean, 1954 um, is truly Walt in his element because within the next 12 months, he opens Disneyland Park. Uh, The original Mouseketeers airs on uh, ABC. And um, they're also in the process of... um, gearing up towards uh, and starting some of the animation processes that were then used for the creation of uh, 1959's um, Sleeping Beauty. Like, he is firing on 11 cylinders at that point. So I think Blaine is completely justified in picking a year. Also, let me give you this. I
2: think not only... On a business sense, is he firing on all cylinders? I think on a family sense, he's firing on all cylinders. He's becoming a grandfather. He is, I mean, there is, everything is going right for Walt in the mid-1950s. He's been through all this turmoil throughout the, throughout the process. And that's when Blaine Gibson said, this is what this statue is going to be. This statue is going to be uh, Walt at his best. So when you walk down Main Street and you see that partner statue, that's Walt at his finest moments. And that's the way his friends, want, his not even friends, his friend, Blaine Gibson, wanted him to be seen. Um, it's it's an incredible statue, man. It's When you talk about it, I'm going to say on record, it's the most photographed statue, not in Walt Disney World. It's the most photographed statue in the world. Cinderella Castle is the most photographed building in the world. And I would say that statue, because of where it sits, makes it the most photographed statue in the world
4: that's a big claim i'm not I'm not disputing it I mean there's Lincoln Memorial and some other major statues yeah but he,
2: here's the thing man when you talk fifty thousand people a day passing that statue or forty thousand people a day passing that statue on a, on a, on a regular dime and out of those forty thousand let's say let's say half At twenty thousand stop to take a photo with that in it even if it's not the primary purpose of the photo that's a- they stop to have it in it is a lot. You're not getting twenty thousand people a day to do the Lincoln Memorial. You're not no, getting twenty thousand. The Statue 000, of
0: Liberty. I still abs- don't think. I, I don't yeah, think how many selfies there. are being done in New York City. Well, no, because people. You,
2: you know for a fact that the Statue of Liberty is not because it's a building. Overall, the Statue of Liberty is a building. Um Ooh, now we're getting technical. Mm-hmm. now. No. Well, oh. and oh, good. Oh. Yeah, oh. I guess you can say oh. Cinderella Castle's a building too. The it, it's well, uh, Cinderella Castle is the most photoed building in in the world. That's been proven. Um. So I I
0: agree that this it's the statue just by what it would be attrition of people taking family pictures. Mike,
2: I mean, you live there. You live in New York. Do you get twenty thousand people a day take pictures of Statue Liberty? He takes Mike takes seventeen a day.
3: Uh, you know, I, I, I see the Statue of Liberty every day because it's downtown by where I am. I don't think that many people are taking a picture of it. I do tend to see a lot of uh, people that uh, take pictures from the Brooklyn Bridge because they have the Statue of Liberty in the background. So that, that tends to be the popular photo that they take. Uh, you know, the Statue of Liberty, it's more of a picture that's taken from afar. It's not going to be that picture that you take there. And, and I think that there's probably more pictures in Disney than there is going to be at the Statue of Liberty. Is it a building or a statue?
0: By what proof, though? Because I just pulled it up, and number two on the list is Statue of Liberty. Number one is Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Christ the Redeemer. Right.
4: Right. Here's
2: the thing, though. Those people, you know what's wrong? They may be art lovers, but they're not Disney lovers, and they have issues in life. So (laughs) I don't want to hear it. Uh, They they're not even considering this amazing partner statue. Justin only
4: wants to. Uh hear facts that support his claim. Thank you. That's no, but, I,
2: that's the way life goes.
0: Well, I but I'll agree with you, Justin, because just no matter where you take a picture in that hub, it's gonna mm-hmm. be in it. Yeah. I mean And
2: even down Main uh, Street.
0: And I get what you yeah, absolutely.
2: Wow. Even from space. Is it okay, let me give you this. Is Walt Disney the biggest um um uh, photobomber in the history <laughs> of photo bombers?
4: <laughs> there it is. Is
2: that the one? Is is that I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go. Let's get the Guinness book uh, out and let's pencil him in. <laughs> Walt Disney, biggest photo bomber in the history. Sarah comes qu- a, a very close second. Yeah, Mike, she, uh, she loves it, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tell you, uh, Jay, for this statue, man, is this one rank up there for you? This this it's, is the one.
0: It's uh, it's incredible. It's. Even though I think the finger-pointing could be interpreted as like, hey, don't ever eat at that restaurant at the corner down there. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could be saying a lot of stuff. You know, like, Uncle Walt's or Uncle Roy's down there. Go gas, Kim, for a snack. Leave me alone. I mean, there's a lot of interpretations there. But, yes, it's um, how can you not – Look, if you come in with just a little bit of Disney history, a little bit of appreciation of what Walter Disney's vision was, uh, how can you not just stop and pause and just appreciate – uh, the statue i mean it really is a perfect nod the, the sculptor was uh, brilliant i mean i would expect nothing less but
2: what a, what a great what a great nod to uh, the man himself yeah dude blaine gibson definitely getting the win uh well i'll tell you what guys it's absolutely awesome to see these seven statues but they're not the only seven statues in walt disney world there are a bunch uh quickly let's let's keep it within five minutes because we don't want to run too long um because we haven't dude Such a fun conversation on Patreon that I want to spend some time over there. Um, Let's talk a little bit about honorable mentions that you have. Uh, Dave, let's start with you, buddy. I
4: I had a bunch of them, and I put forward a number of nominations, and uh, I'm more than a little upset some didn't make it. Let's start with a big one, Gaston. I mean, that, you, don't, ha- that was Jay's you don't have to love him, but what an amazing statue uh, located there in New Fantasyland, um, particularly the uh, the description of him where he's, like, stepping on LeFou, and I loved it. Um, there's a troll in the merchandise store of Norway that I love. <laughs> uh, it's just this weird, grotesque, like, long nose thing.
2: Okay, so I have to stop you because right now Jay's shaking his head because these are all ones Jay mentioned oh, no to way. put on the list, and I nixed okay, them that's off okay. the list. Oh,
0: yeah. oh. That's
2: okay.
0: Yeah, him and I almost had a throwdown because he threw down. What did you say? The penguins at. Okay, some, I'll give you my honorable
2: make- mention. The penguins in the lobby, the DVC lobby of the Grand Floridian, uh, the Mary Poppins statue. Um, it is absolutely fantastic. It's beautiful. It tells such a great story. Uh, so that is my that was on the list originally, and then as you guys threw out yours, I would replace stuff. Um, so yeah, those. But but yeah, both of those were definitely on Jade's list of honorable missions. All right
4: um what about this one uh there is a dinosaur next to Chester's and Hester's <laughs> in um Dinoland USA that has all of this shiny stuff attached to it um and um and it's great and I love it and let me give you why you love this one though yeah
2: because you DJ there so many times and stared at that thing that now you have to look it. like, have it's almost like I have
4: spent a large amount of time looking at that particular one. Uh, It is actually, it actually has a name. It is called Mr. Imagination. Um, And there's a plaque in front of it that says that. And if you look very closely, one of the little sparkly bits on it, and you have to go looking for it or ask a cast member to point it out to you is uh, what we call a one year pin. Uh, It's got steamboat Willie on it. And um, it's given to cast members who celebrate one year with the company. And uh, one of the one year pins was actually put in as one of the shiny gems um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, um, very cool. Last but not least, I had one other. See, I told you I had a whole list of these um, that I wanted. And I wondered whether it actually counted as a statue, but the rotating ball in Tomorrowland. Okay. Uh with it's almost I got, think it's probably a statue, isn't it? I didn't even know. I was like I just it's on a pedestal. Yeah. And then I went looking for whether it had a name. I couldn't find it. Um I'm sure it probably does. But yeah. Does that
2: does that make me a statue though, Dave? Because you put me on a pedestal.
4: So yeah, these are just a couple <laughs> of uh <laughs> i've decided i'm just transitioning away from them moving (laughs) forward um also anytime he makes a simpsons episode (laughs) analogy um just keep rolling um but yeah so um i just a couple of honorable mentions uh jay did i manage to get all of yours or do you have any others
0: no, I just want to do uh, just I'll just mention the Viking um, statue yeah. on the front and then uh, which is great. And then I'll also um, they have some of the wood carvings uh, that kind of like, can they be a half statue? You know, they're part of inside the uh, what is that Odin's Hall or, or um, you know, inside the small museum there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't been in there, please go check it out. It's definitely worth your time.
2: Yeah, that's dude, that's Jay and I went back and forth about the Norway one because that's that one's special to his uh his heart, you know. He's he's gotta have that one. So that's that's a great one though. You know you know what country you're entering into whenever you see that statue uh looking over
3: the entrance to Norway. Really the really Vikings,
0: good Vikings win, man, every yeah. time.
3: Uh, Mike what about you man You know I don't have any other honorable mentions You guys mentioned a lot of them uh, We hit a lot of them on the list But I, do, I will tell you that where these statues are Make for some great pictures And we've seen some of these great pictures And we've seen them on our Facebook page And that brings me to my favorite thing every week And that would be Picks of the Week Picks
2: of the Week
3: Picks of the Week, of the picks of the week. week. It's time for it's
2: time us, time to, for get us to, to get pick of the our week. Picks of the Week
3: Jay what do you got for me What's your pick of the week Well, how
2: about
0: Donnie? Donnie's tearing it up down there, isn't he? And um, I'm talking about Donnie Herbert. But notably, let's break it down even farther. Man, that kitchen sink. Did you guys see that picture? Mm Mm-hmm. They were sitting down there with the kitchen sink, and you got all the girls lined up on one side, and I mean... I've done it. I've been there. I've had the kitchen sink with the family. The same reaction from the boys. I love it. Donnie, thank you for uh not only sharing uh, your meal with us but capturing that moment for everybody. It was a, it was a lot of fun, man.
2: Donnie, I would have driven down. I've still never done it. I it's would have been really there. Really
0: good. It's it's, it's fun. really. No, it's a good experience. It's 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 worth it.
2: These guys yeah. will tell you. I'm good company. Okay? But I'm also lactose intolerant. So I don't know how good a company I'll be for a while. so we'll <laughs> we may maybe be a quick journey. Uh, but dude, great, great photos, man. great photos. Very cool. Justin, what do you got for me? What's your pick of the week? Uh, I tell you what, I'm gonna go with this guy. Um, I've never seen him post before. Uh, his name's Jason Odegaard. <laughs> um, but he posted a picture of this amazing mask and the, look, I'm not really talking oh, yeah. about Jay's. I'm like, what are
0: you talking yeah. about? I'm yeah. not really talking about
2: Jay's pick. I'm going to give some love to Jacob Moore in a roundabout way. Uh, we got some amazing Disney mail, uh, this week from Jacob Moore. Um, he made us all, uh, DDP face mask and they are awesome. And Jacob is about to leave for the world as well here in a couple of weeks for his first adult trip down to Disney. And I'm so excited oh, for him. Boy. Um, Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm gonna meet with him here like in a week, and we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about drinks. You know, just must do drinks around the world. Um, so so excited for him and uh, and Stephanie. Uh, they're gonna have an absolute blast. But dude, uh, on behalf of the Disney dads, thank you so much. That was really really nice uh, mail uh, to receive, and we've been rocking those uh, face masks there too.
0: Um, and also, he we gave him our blessing too. If you want to share that,
2: yeah, if you yeah, yeah, if you want to reach out, if you see these masks and you love them, uh, at this time, we are not selling merchandise, we are looking for a new distributor. So, while we're in between distributors, um, Jacob reached out and he, he's so sweet. Uh, he said, You know, I've had a lot of people uh want these. Um, we've given Jacob the blessing to to go ahead and make and and sell these masks. So, if you're one to buy a mask, get a hold of Jacob, and uh, and he will definitely get you taken care of. He's a great guy, great family, great part of the DDP family um he's one of the originals man he's been around from the beginning so mm-hmm. we absolutely love that family and uh definitely if you want those masks they're great man really really good the more is awesome uh
3: what do you got for me buddy
4: um i'm going to uh acknowledge a photo and in case um i i every so often when i'm speaking to a member of the ddp uh they'll mention that their kids listen as well and so if that's the case um depending upon where they are in their countdown, um, I would ask that Christina McSheffrey not let her children listen uh, because I want to acknowledge uh, her photo. And it's such a great little photo because uh, as parents, we get the opportunity to... um, to do some fun things with our kids where they don't necessarily get to know exactly what's going on just yet. And um, a great photo of Christina McSheffrey's uh, little ones standing in front of a, a chain that they're tearing off and counting down days. And they think it's a countdown uh, to the end of school and it's actually a countdown to something much more important. Um, I mean, school, that's important. But come on, we know what they're counting down to, and we're excited for them.
2: So exciting, man. Absolutely. Dude, are you kidding me? That's, is there anything better than a Disney countdown? <sighs> nope. <laughs> I mean, we can ask Mike. He's only got two <laughs> days. So, And when this drops for patron, Mike, you leave Wednesday, right? Uh, Thursday morning. Okay, when this drops for uh, the DDP family, well, patron, you have already listened to this episode. And DDP family, you'll be listening to this as Mike is heading to the airport, uh, absolutely ready to rock and roll. So everyone, send your Disney good vibes and your love to Mike. And Mike, you're going to be missing a week here, so give me an amazing pick of the week, buddy.
3: Well, my pick of the week is going to go to uh, a good a good member of the family. Uh, Scott Chensworth is an amazing photographer. He always posts great pictures, and he's got this uh, super cool picture of the AT-AT. Uh, you know, <laughs> I got to keep it Star Wars on my last day before I head down there. Uh, beautiful picture. It's, it's one of those things that you always see it when you come around the corner and you come to Ben. I particularly love it. It's one of my favorite vehicles that was in Star Wars. And he does an amazing job taking that picture, and that picture just looks great. So that, Scott, is my pick of the week. I have absolutely loved our pick of the week. Uh, every week, I love those. Mike, thank
0: you for that. Um, listen, guys, I want to take a pause here because Justin, um, we're going to uh, incorporate a little bit. Remember our one minute in tri- uh, our uh, one minute trip recap?
2: Yeah, man. So
0: um, listen, I, I have got some in the in the plug, and I'm just going to go ahead and drop our one minute trip recap for Jessica Johnson's trip. And she was the, uh, she was, man, she was a baller on this. So uh, let's go ahead and take a listen here. Here we go, everybody. You know what time it is. It is that time when you are back from your trip, the depression sets in, and I'm going to let you tell me your trip in one minute or less. You know the rules. You got one minute. I'm going to cut you off after one minute. Don't mistake my kindness because after one minute, I hope you got it all in. Let's go.
1: Arrival day was on Sunday. We hit Disney Springs and we had a paddlefish for late lunch. My daughter raved about her Queezy sandwich, and I had the best chicken Caesar salad wrap ever. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we went to Hollywood Studios for our little Star Wars fanatic, who was four for four with Rise of the Resistance boarding groups. My tip is to get a teenager to do it. Uh, we had drinks at Oga's Cantina twice. The Fuzzy Tauntaun may feel strange, but it tastes delicious. We got to meet Aussie Dave, who shared a few Galaxy Edge tidbits that impressed our daughter. Since we stayed at Boardwalk, we hit Epcot almost every night because it was Flower and Garden, and that's my favorite. They have amazing food booths. Um, my daughter was especially happy with the plant-based one. Uh, we went to Animal Kingdom on Tuesday, and we hit Magic Kingdom on Thursday and Sunday, ending our week at Magic Kingdom Rope Drop to ride as much as possible before getting on the Tragical Express.
0: And you have five seconds to spare. Jessica, thank you for that amazing, amazing One minute in review. Um, If anybody else is down there in Disney World and you think you can do this and you're up for the challenge, please send me an email um, or any one of these guys and they'll get with me and we'll just take care of it. And I love this. It's pictures of the week for us, too, here on Zoom. Guys, hey, did you notice my headset? Oh, look at you wireless, dude. No, no, I'm not. I had to take my son's Switch one. It's got the um, thing on there because I was upstairs. Rachel's watching TV. I didn't want to watch what she was watching. She was in the middle of it. I grabbed the Oculus. I'm watching Netflix with my headphones. The dog came up, and her leg got caught in the headphones and ripped the wires, and these are the ones I use for studio. Nice. So I didn't have any headphones tonight, guys, so I had to go up and run and grab these incredibly small green headphones.
2: Earphones. I think they look good on you, man. I, 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 look, th- th- don't don't let that <clears throat> look. Don't let that bring you down. You know why?
0: Because you it, just took a picture and nobody's going to see it. Awesome. Here's,
2: here's why. Because you're a part of the Disney Dads Podcast Facebook family, and if you're <laughs> not right now, then you're missing out. So go right now. Pick up your phone. Go join the Disney Dads Podcast Facebook family. It is an amazing place where we do picks of the week. We hear the stories. Uh, do that right now. Also, while you have your phone in your hand, do us a big favor. Slap us five stars. Give us that great review. That's how we grow this family, and that's how we reach more and more people with positivity and Disney love around the world. We appreciate each and every one of you. And, of course, if you are wanting to become a part of the patron family, if you want that extra show, I'm going to say, like, normally I roll through this, that patron show has been so much fun. (laughs) I mean... So much fun. Look, here's the thing, guys. You may not notice. We go a little more adult on the patron side. (laughs) And the topics that come out of that, if our patron right now are just shaking their head, going, yes, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, they are right. It is so much fun. Tonight, we already threw it out in the patron Facebook group. We are talking our favorite Disney crushes growing up and even now marvel star wars animated i mean look i i got a few animated let's be sure uh we are gonna get into that um there's some amazing stuff look also scroll down right now become a part of the patron family two dollars a month and you can be a part of that group it's so much so much fun and it helps us keep this page without commercials we don't put commercials in the podcast. it means so so much
4: here's the thing you right now can become a patron member $2 a month. Moving forward, you'll get it. But you'll also be able to access previous uh, episodes. And then you'll be able to hear all of the silly, silly shenanigans that happen in the middle of a Patreon podcast.
2: And it's so much fun. It is worth
4: every cent. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's less than a cup of coffee I mean let's let's talk about it So, and also like I said it look there's no commercials here because of that because of our patron and we appreciate each and every one of you uh, also scroll down really quickly you gotta go pick up Pable. it is an amazing amazing read Jay you did an amazing job and uh, it is a great addition not only to your Disney library but just to your library at your home go pick that up right now and make sure to get uh, make sure to get that taken care of uh, guys I had an absolute blast Mike Dude, I'm going to start with you. I, by the, from the bottom of my heart, actually, you know what? I'm going to come to you last because we can all talk about this. Uh, Mike, from the bottom of my heart, I am so, so excited uh, for your trip. I have watched you over the last 18 months go from uh, being ecstatic, being <laughs> elated, uh, being so happy to be able to not only return to Disney World, but have that time with your girls uh, to then be Crushed each and every time by something happening, and uh, I just can't begin to tell you, man, how happy I am for you. You're gonna have a blast, and not only that, you get to go do it alone for a couple days. Take it in, enjoy it, every single bit. And uh, I, I'm so happy for you, for Disney family. This is my closing words. Have an amazing week. We appreciate you, and uh, it's always always great to chat with you every week. We really really love the time we spend together. Uh,
4: Dave, let's go to you. Uh, Mike's not doing it alone. Uh... I've already organized that I'm catching up with him. <laughs> uh, he's, he's got a full roster. Okay. I've heard his plans. He's like, when he's not at cheer competition, he's going to be in this park on this day. And he's meeting these people. And he's a very, very popular young man. Okay. And um, I think we're all just all on that same page of celebrating uh, this moment for him. Uh, that has been a long time coming and um, yeah, super pumped for it. And, Thanks for a great episode. Thanks for taking this idea um, out of the—is something that came from the podcast family, right at a mention. Mm -hmm. And we said, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's uh, find some great statues and some great memories that people have uh, in the Disney parks.
2: Lovely. Jay? Mike,
0: the social butterfly, how you doing? (laughs) I hope you have a good trip, okay? All right, I really do. And um, for everybody else, uh, just make somebody smile. But Mike, seriously, have a good trip, buddy. I'm real excited for you.
3: Mike, how about you, bud? The time has finally come. You know, the bags are almost packed. The backpack is out of storage. It's going to be loading up in a few hours. And uh, I'm super excited. You know, more than anything, whether it's a Disney vacation, whether it's uh you know just going away for a weekend with the family just spending time with the family appreciating what you have appreciating anybody that's that's around and with you uh i'm super excited it's going to be a real special trip for my mom you know she hasn't been able to go in a couple of years so i'm really looking forward to taking her and you know besides me the enjoyment and seeing my kids you know the excitement on their faces right now how they can't wait to go um it's 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 going to be a great trip you know even even if things go bad even if it rains even if the weather's terrible even if there's long waits doesn't matter i'm still going to be with my family and uh my, my immediate family and my Disney family. So I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait to be down there shortly.
2: Oh, buddy, it's going to be amazing every single minute of it. Uh, Disney That's family, uh, we appreciate you. Disney That's patron family, hold on, stick around, because coming up we're going to be talking those Disney crushes we've had our entire life for uh, the rest of our Disney family. Have an amazing week. Spread some Disney cheer. And until next time, guys, we'll see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. See ya. Good, good night. night from Mike,
0: Justin, and myself. We wanna say thank you, and remember, always keep it Disney.
1: And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen, and bold enough to pursue,